2: A numbers game on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: It is a numbers game. This segment is proudly presented by DiGiorno. It's not delivery. It is DiGiorno. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin coming to you from the D here downtown. Going to be down on Media Row Thursday and Friday, you guys. I might join you on Friday. Might come over there and see what's might. going on.
4: I think you might. I think Drew Dinsick tried to today, and I, I, I faked him out a little pump
3: fake a little pump fake yeah <laughs> well you know drew we we got you anyway buddy appreciate you being here on a tuesday man
2: oh yeah absolutely uh it's actually crazy convenient uh stay in <laughs> mandalay bay they have the um you know media set up you know, down in the convention center here so uh, everything's pretty centrally located. Uh, you can get to all the events and do all the activities and everything without having to go out and brave the elements. Uh, I don't know who called in this weather for Super Bowl week, but they can uh, uh, they should they should have a, a ser- serious serious uh, soul searching of uh, why why we decided fifty degrees and rain was appropriate for uh, uh, a desert getaway weekend, but that's fine. um no, I hopefully uh, you guys are uh, uh, handling the uh, influx of uh, NFL fans uh, well and uh, excited for the Super Bowl.
3: Well, Drew, I, I look and you—you you are a man of hair as well as like me, and so the really the only problem <laughs> with this weather comes with like you know the hair doesn't react the same. Mine's mine's gotten used to the dry and it's gotten used to where I've gotten the the product that works in the dry and all. You, you add the, the the wet and the humidity and all, and, the, and then the days Jeez. of the rain and stuff. And like you know, I mean, I'm sh- you 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 feel me, right? I mean, you
2: know what's going on without without a question, yeah. yeah. You want some you want some extremely niche belly uh, aching. The water here is a little hard. <laughs> it's like, it's, 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 it, yeah, I, I usually have the uh, the nice waves going, and uh, yeah, it's just absolute chaos.
3: Yeah, it's just can't you can't get it on. <laughs> Kelly's giggling because he you feel you feel the pain. Come on, you know, how it tough it up, boys. Come on, uh, you got know, to fight through the adversity. It's Super Bowl week. Come on. Listen, I, I, haven't, I haven't found a backup product yet because I don't need it. It only rains here like twelve yeah. times a year, so I don't have a backup exactly. product. I've only got to go with the one. That I've got. So, all right, Drew, you're here because there's a thing that's happening here on Sunday. So, uh, let's kind of go ahead and get into that. Kelly and I were talking about, and and I definitely want to get your your thoughts on on the side. But the interesting thing to me is we've you know saw this thing open at 48, gets down to 47.5, basically stuck in the mud for a week uh, you know over a week now at the 47.5. Do you expect there to be a lot of late action here on this total? You know, years past, we just knew that there was going to be an influx of over money. And if you wanted to bet the under, you waited and you waited and you waited because there was always going to be that. But I don't know. I mean, here we are. We absolutely no movement for over a week. What do you think about the total just in general?
2: Yeah, no, I, I think the totals fair at 47 and a half. Um, but, uh, I did see some places like circa popping at 48 yesterday and, you know, usually they're leading the market. Um, it's, you know, it's getting juicy to play forty seven and a half 47 and a half at certain spots. And so I think uh, ultimately expecting this to tick up to 48, uh, is uh, reasonable, which means if you want the under, I do think you wait until close. Um, I lean under in this game, but it's not a strong lean. Uh, there's definitely plenty of scope for these two offenses to be, you know, it. In, in pretty uh, outstanding form considering it's a, you know, a cl- closed environment in the fast field and they both have familiarity playing here and uh, they're both pretty much at full strength on offense in terms of skill position players. So um, yeah, this is, this, this could be uh, more of a shootout type of game like we saw last year. But uh, you know, as we stand right now, I have a little, you know, a lot more confidence in the Niners making their number than I do the chiefs just because there's been some extended you know periods of time during this season, uh, extended periods of time during this, playoff run, like the entire second half of the AFC championship game where the chief's offense has kind of told you, hey, you know, we're not right. We're not the same old unit that you remember from years past. We're getting it done a different way. like leaning into our defense here. So, um, you know, there's, you know, there are, are outcomes here where the Niners, uh, you know, are suffering from a little bit of uh, inexperience. Uh, Brock Purdy, of course, has never played in a game of this magnitude. So his, uh, you know, kind of coolness will be uh, under scrutiny. Obviously uh, he's going up against a very decent pass, uh, uh, you know, past uh, pr- um, coverage unit uh, for the chiefs. And so if there's all of a sudden, surprisingly, you know, it's difficult for them to find uh, success through the air and they're entirely leaning on the ground game. Well, that should succeed, uh, but that's going to wipe out clock. So uh, I think that, uh, you know, when it's all said and done, if this is 48 and into close, I'm probably going to have a small play on the under, but uh, as we stand here right now, I think uh, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty well. It's a pretty good number.
3: It's kind of hard to, not take notice of this whole second half under Chiefs stuff that's been going on all season long. At this point, whether you were trying to say, ah, it's just noise, it's just noise, it's just noise. I mean, we've, we've gotten 20 games in, what is it, 18 and 2 or something, whatever, 17 and 3, depending on what the number was when it closed. I, I mean, we kind of have to believe it at this point, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I there's a there's a specific game state where I think it's very, very true. Uh, and it's Chiefs with the lead at half. Um, Andy Reid tacks into very conservative game script. And uh, you know, the Chiefs have kind of uh, you know, I, I guess this is my general read on the the entirety of, of what's going on here. Um the Chiefs were one of the most explosive, if not the most explosive passing offense in Mahomes' early years in the league. And the defenses across the NFL had to adjust to be able to adapt to that style of attack and stop giving up the home run play to Mahomes. Uh, that has kind of propagated the two shell high two, you know, two high safeties, uh, shell coverages that you see everybody adopting nowadays and you see the Chiefs face more than any other team. Uh, that has enforced the Chiefs to be able to matriculate the ball without making mistakes taking small chunks instead of big chunks. Uh, and with that comes, you know, th- three down, you know, three downs to, to, to get a first down, it comes with, uh, five first downs to get points. And so this, these second half drives that the chiefs have gone on, will just wipe out eight minutes a clock and they may not even get points out of it. And so it's, it's, uh, it's turned into, uh, you know, with the chiefs, um, not having to, uh, force their, hand and go into their bag for sort of the surprise explosive innovative stuff uh they just lean into the vanilla uh and play game management in the second half of these games where they're where they're leading and uh shorten the game and you know these totals are coming in way under the fact that it is you know these second half totals are kind of influenced by people kind of taking the Chiefs at face value with Mahomes as their quarterback and the dynamic offensive potential is and having higher totals in general for the second half is a factor as well, obviously. But uh, I think ultimately, uh, you know, the Chiefs with the lead play a certain style of football that uh, shortens the game. And honestly, the way that the Niners are rostered and the way that the weaknesses of the Chiefs defense manifest with largely their run brush defense, the, the Niners might play this way, you know, play that way as well. So um, I can see either of these teams having a meaningful lead at halftime I lean the Niners, you know, being the more successful team in the first half. And if we get to that point, could you see a very, very uh, short second half and a very low total? I would be, I was 0% shocked by that. So, uh, you know, if you, if you made me say, hey, blind, blind bet the second half, you know, regardless of game state, I'm taking the under.
3: Talking to Drew Densick. You can find him over at NBC Sports Bet. You can get that podcast, The Deep Dive, if you have not already, which certainly, if you listen to this program, you're already subscribing to that podcast. But if you haven't already, Deep Dive Podcast, you can find him on the Twitter machine at whale underscore capper as well, Drew. So, I think you kind of tipped your hand right there. You said you're you're leaning towards the, the Niners. Is this a bet that's already in your account? Do you like the number where it's at right now? Do you think it might get under two because of the popularity of Kelsey and Mahomes and all the stuff that's going on there?
2: Yeah, I've been kind of curious by that, but uh, you know the the. The change in direction that we saw early in the week last week, I think, was sort of the sign that this is uh, now probably going to be where we, you know, force this number into the close. Um, I could see a little bit of action on the Chiefs money line as people are kind of enticed into just taking the plus money there instead of getting involved with the two points, and uh, so you could get a little bit of an interesting kind of diverging from what the math would tell you on the spread between the money line and minus two, uh, which will be fascinating to see if, if that uh, if that gets corrected, but uh, ultimately. ultimately. Ultimately, um, I'm leaning Niners win. I bet the Niners to win. I bet Purdy MVP. Um, And I think, um, uh, you know, as we get closer, I'm going to be strongly considering some Niners alt spreads here just because there's definitely, in my opinion, a game state where uh, the Niners defense, you know, shows you a much better effort than what you saw against uh, the Lions or the Packers. And uh, realistically, that Niners pass rush, if they're effective in this game, if they can generate quick pressures with four, uh, you know, rushing Mahomes, then I think you can absolutely keep this chief's offense in a box and at that point uh you know you can uh, run it down their throats convert uh you know your your explosive plays from you know second and short third and short uh and uh you know have a, a pretty successful day overall offensively if you're the niners offense in this one so um you know i think outside of the mahomes being the better quarterback and you know kelsey being you know an all-time you know future hall of famer um there are no real uh, head to heads where you look at, uh, talent versus talent on any of the, uh, kind of matchups across the field and say, there's an advantage for the chiefs. Um, you know, the chief's strongest part of their entire team is their pass defense and, uh, and coverage in general, but they're going up against Brandon. Ayuk and Debo Samuel, who are kind of the most dynamic one, two wide receiver going right now. So it's to me, at least I, I think there's uh if you want to kind of lean into talent, if you want to try to understand why the Niners are favorites, there's just more talented at so many levels of the field and Uh, you know, the questions of the test are pretty easy for them in terms of run the ball successfully. Um, Let Purdy kind of, you know, do, do his, uh, do his thing uh, in the red zone. And, uh, and then at that point, uh, you know, let your, let your front four dictate the, uh, uh, you know, dictate the game when you're playing defense. And I think uh, that could be enough.
3: From the Mandalay Bay, he is joining us, Drew Dinsick. He's going to stick around for another segment. We'll get into kind of the nuts and the bolts and maybe some prop bets that you're looking at, maybe any of those that maybe you have in your account as well. On the 49ers, leaning towards an under, maybe some other prop bets as well. Drew Dinsick, when we come back.
5: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. It is a
3: numbers game here on v and DraftKings Network. This segment brought to you by Bayer. as for an official sponsor of Fans Hearts, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and kind enough to stick around for another segment down at Mandalay Bay, going and taking in all the sights All of the stuff on Media Row. Drew Densick, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you just hanging out for another segment with us.
2: Absolutely, guys. There's uh, no place I'd rather be than uh, talking Super Bowl with you guys on uh, the week of the big game.
3: So let's, uh, let's go ahead and head over to the prop market. We know thousands of these things. Just I mean, you, it takes you an hour to scroll through all of them whenever you're going through the sports book. But when you were kind of starting to put together stuff you liked, we always talk about you need to tell a story through your prop bets. You don't want to be thinking a game's going to go one way, and the next thing you know, you look at your prop portfolio, and it's heading in a different direction. So how did you kind of start formulating your props? What jumped out to you, and what do you have in your account?
2: Yeah. So the, uh, trick for me is usually trying to find, uh, what I think are game state resilient props. Uh, cause you nailed it. Like, um, there's been plenty of years in the past where I've talked myself into something, uh, and you know, at that point, like you might as well be just taking a side or a total, if that's the way you feel and there's more liquidity in those markets. So you really, you know, like why you really needed to add the, you know, $250 prop here or there where you could get, uh, you know, an infinity bet on a side or total. So, you know, it, uh, for me, at least I, I try to just single stuff that I think is pretty, uh, resilient to game state. Um, and, uh, it's tough, but that, but you said it right. Like there are so many props it's in the, the, um, the menu is so broad, um, that there have to be probably at least 20% of those prices that are just flat out wrong. Like there's no way you could get all this correctly priced. And, uh, you know, some of the stuff that people always talk about, which I think is valuable to just sort of restate for the record is, uh, if you're looking at specifically player props, it's important to look at uh, long-term tendencies and trends with respect to median, not average. Uh, if you're just pulling averages, particularly for players who are low volume, they can be hugely influenced by, um, uh you know just uh just a, a non-normal distribution right average is a useful number when you have a normal distribution if it is uh you know a, a different shape then you know median can be way more instructive as far as like what to expect in a uh in a typical game and a good a good uh i think uh example of that is um uh like uh then this is again a bizarre one that you can only like, get you know small bets on but Isaiah Pacheco's, uh, over under for his first reception is five and a half. Right. And it's like, okay, well, that's a big number for a running back. Like there's a, you, you don't even need to look at the numbers. Like how many running back passes are just like dead on arrival. Like there's plenty of them. And then there are some screens that he busts for you know, 10, 15 yards. Right. And you look at his average this year. Oh, what do you know? Five and a half bang right yeah. on the number. That's like, I guess that one's fair. Well, you know, you look at the distribution and he's like, oh, you know, in a typical game, like the game at the AFC championship game, he has four catches for like each one, one yard, and then one for 14 yards. Right. So it's, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, I would say something more like an eighty percent chance, uh, that his first reception is under uh five and a half yards. And, you know, the fact, you know, the idea that he catches one ball uh and happens to take it uh, you know, the the um you know uh, longer than his longest reception sure uh, but it being the first one now you're kind of into a different uh, question and uh, so I like his first reception under five and a half yards a lot just on the basis of its its price based on average not median um, and uh, you know there's there's plenty of stuff like that as you dig around I would say the uh, kind of one other funny wrinkle about Pacheco and his usage in this game I would expect him to be almost exclusively used on the ground Jarek McKinnon uh, designated to return from IR he is much more likely the guy that is uh, called upon if this is is a negative game state for the chiefs and they're in comeback mode because of his ability to uh you know be a little bit more effective out of the backfield as a receiver so um ultimately he may only get one target in this one and if it's a if it's a you know dead on arrival screen pass early in the game then you can you know put one winner in the book uh, pretty early there so that was a, a fun uh prop that uh, just happened to see as you scroll through the infinite uh, lists that are available <laughs> um the prop that i'm like really scratching my head on the most and you guys can chime in here and tell me if i'm missing something Rock Purdy's pass attempts is lined at 31 and a half, and it's even right. And this one seems broken to me because it doesn't really matter what you pick in terms of uh looking at his you know, his Game logs from his career, he's like a 27 pass attempt guy, whether it's average or median. Uh, and in fact, has only ever gone over 31 and a half three times in all the games he's ever he's, he's ever played. And oh by the way, two of those games they were at like a wildly negative game state. So for 31 and a half to be a fair number, that kind of implies that the Niners are going to be losing for most of this game. uh And honestly, like with all the scrutiny that uh you know the Ravens and Todd Munkin got for not you know, kind of testing out the chiefs run defense. And, you know, just in general, what you've seen with Kyle Shanahan in playoff settings where he's a little bit hesitant to let his quarterback sort of, uh, flex and, and be, uh, you know, be sort of the, um, you know, the, the field general, he's, he's much more inclined to, uh, do a run first run heavy approach, uh, with, uh, you know, his offensive script, especially, uh, but then if that works and it should against this chiefs defense, cause you have the best zone running offense against one of the worst zone defenses, uh, in the NFL this season. And actually, if you go back multiple years, this is like extreme. So, uh, that should be wildly effective for the, um, Niners to move the ball on the ground. And I very tough for me to see in what game state, in what universe, uh, Kyle Shanahan decides, you know, what we need today, 32 passes from Brock Purdy. Uh, so it's to, to me, at least that this one's somewhat resilient, uh, to game state. And honestly, like, if it's not working for the Niners, if they're losing, if it's, you know, if it's not happening, the idea that Purdy's going to be able to rack up attempts by, you know, cause he's a guy that, you know, he's, 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 he's getting eight, nine, 10 yards per, uh, per drop back here. So it's not like he has these long matriculating drives where he gets a lot of short yardage attempts. And so um, you add to this, the fact that Brock Purdy is now kind of discovering scrambling as a, you know, broader part of his game and that uh, there are, there were clear and obvious passes available to him in the NFC championship game. And he, elected to scramble instead. Uh, and basically it's just pointing down arrow for attempts for Mr. Purdy and basically every respect. So um, if uh, my fare on that one is 27, I don't know how you can come up with 31 and a half in any, in any uh, kind of you know conception, unless this game goes to overtime. So uh, congratulations to, uh, to an overtime, anyone who bet overtime. Yes, I guess that's uh, that's the way this gets to 32.
3: Yeah. I mean, it, you look no further right than the game against Detroit in which they really were trailing the entire yeah. game and had to come back and he still only threw 31 times in that game right yeah. <laughs> it's like still only through 31 times against Detroit whenever that was the that, that game stayed and so you, and they you, kept feeding McCaffrey on the ground like yeah, yeah like they were yeah. behind and they kept feeding McCaffrey. yeah they do they they will not get away from what it is until it's like absolutely necessary and again we don't think that that's going to be the case here in this one I'm glad you did bring up the mean median thing As thing that I kind of like beat the drum for all the time I'm like guys you got to make sure mean median mean adding up all the data points and then uh, and then sum together and then dividing by the number there. So, for NFL average it would be total yards divided by total games or whatever it might be. And, and, but, but the median, the middle value, the midpoint in a set of data ranges is, is, is where we really start to figure out you know, if there's any edge on all this stuff. So, just be sure that you're doing that. It does take a little bit extra time, but you know, looking no further than Patrick Mahomes, for example, and you talk about these outlier performances. Well, Patrick Mahomes, had a four hundred and twenty-four yard passing game, right, over the course of the year. So his average passing yards comes in at two fifty eight, whereas his median is down at two forty-five. He had this huge outlier game where he went for four hundred and twenty-four, where his median is literally down thirteen yards from what his average is. And you can kind of find that along the way. So just it's it takes a little bit longer. You gotta go in and you got to do some digging, <laughs> but it's it's worth it in the long run, you know?
2: I oh, couldn't agree with yeah. you more. And uh, the, especially in games like this, where, uh, cause I mean, I, look, I can picture, I can put my, my, my bookmaker hat on, right. Yeah. You want me to hang a thousand props? Yeah. I'm just going to spam you with averages. <laughs> like, yes. I, I don't have time for this. Uh, but you know, if you're on the other side of the counter and you're just looking for one or two where there's huge standouts, like that's that's a, v- a valuable exercise. And um, and yeah, like uh, you know, the, the the Mahomes passing yards is that one's going to get bet down. I'm guessing at the, you know into close pretty aggressively. I've I've heard a lot of people that have numbers like you were saying coming in closer to 240 there. So uh, I don't think that's going to uh, survive at 260 into close. Man, that was a.
3: That was a great time. And when books just did just throw out averages for a long time and you could just go in and the median was just like free money. But yes, so long, long gone are those days. Those days are long gone. All right, Drew. So you're on the 49 ers side of things. We got about uh, 45 yep. seconds here. How do you lose this bet? What goes wrong for you to lose this bet?
2: Uh, I think uh, realistically the Niners defense that we saw in the first half against the chiefs shows up. Um, that's probably the one weakness here that, uh, I'm kind of in the back of my head concerned about, cause Steve Wilkes obviously doesn't have the answers the way that Demetra Ryan's does did with this unit. Uh, and for whatever reason, chase young is not performing anywhere close to his pedigree. Uh, Nick Bosa has an ability to generate phenomenal pressure, but cannot really seem to get the, the, the huge negative sacks, uh, and Mahomes is incredible at sack avoidance here. So it's, it's kind of uh, if there's no quick pressure or if the pressure is just not effective at stopping the chiefs offense, uh, then this could turn into a shootout. Uh, and, uh, you know, not, I'm, I'm not going to speak it into existence, but, um, you know, Brock Purdy having a kind of a, a black Christmas type of experience would also be a, a very disappointing as a Niners backer. <laughs>
3: Find him over at NBC Sports Bet on the Twitter machine, whale underscore capper. And we'll we'll see you Thursday. Going to have some dinner here Thursday night in Las Vegas with Drew Densing. Thanks for the time,
2: buddy. Appreciate it. Hey, best luck, you guys.
3: Kelly, when we come on back, let's talk some props of our own. Let's do it. Our favorites, things that are in our account, things that we're looking at as well here in our numbers game.
5: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
2: The numbers told the story. They always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on V Cin.
3: Hour number two of a numbers game here on Tuesday. Matt Brown in for Gil. Get well soon, my friend. Kelly Bidlin here on the desk talking some player props here for the big game. Went through the position, went went through the quarterback position. You and I, not a ton in there. Like I said, I'm leaning towards an under on the Mahomes interceptions. Maybe if we tick up on the Purdy attempts, that could be something that I would look at. But we get into these rushing props and you and I both do have something going on here in the rushing prop side of things. So let's let's not start with pacheco we both have pacheco let's we'll start with M- mccaffrey mccaffrey played in 18 games 91 and a half average of his uh on the season with a median kelly with a median of 94 so his median actually higher than his average over the course of the season <laughs> a low of 43 and that was in eleven attempts versus Cleveland. He did have a yard, he did have a game where he only had forty five yards as well. That was a, a loss to the Vikings in that little three game stretch in which they were not playing very well. He had a high of one hundred and fifty two in a game. That was the first game of the season. That was twenty two carries against the Steelers. But if you kind of go in and look at his game log, and you know it's not all about game logs, but man, you start to you start to get there, and it's like, yeah, there was the forty three and the forty five and a fifty one to fifty four. But then you get. 78, 85, 90, 93, 95, 98, 103, 106, 114, 115, 116, 142, and 152, 145, and 152. He was pretty much good for 75-plus for the vast majority of the season. And if you look, if there is a weakness in this Chiefs defense, if there is a likelihood of how the 49ers are at least going to attempt to attack them early – it would not be going at these outside corners that have been so incredibly good all year. It's at least, they're at least going to test if McCaffrey can get it done. That's it. I think I'm waiting to play McCaffrey unders oh. like, because if I I, I, I think at some point this is going to get pushed up so high that despite the fact that he has, has done what he's done all year long, I have a lot of faith in spags on the Me defensive, too. on the defensive side for the chiefs. And I would almost I would almost dare Purdy to throw to the outside. I would say, you know what, I'll leave I'm gonna leave these dudes in one-on-one coverage and I'm going to make sure that Christian McCaffrey isn't the dude that just completely beats us down. Is he going to do that? I have no idea. This is all speculation. But for me, that's kind of how my thought process is going, which is why I'm waiting to see just how high this McCaffrey rushing total gets. And I'm probably going to come in on the under so long as it gets to a number that I that I think it could possibly get to, which I think it get to the mid 90s, considering how popular he is and how much people and how much people don't want to. How much people don't want, I mean, you know, we're already at nine and a half. This thing was, it was at 88 and a half. So we've seen two right. yards tick up already and the casual betters haven't even come in yet.
4: Yeah. I, I was going to say, I don't think I, I was going to have any interest in this, but if it does, I mean, if it ticks up into that range and you just know you're getting, seven eight yards of value from where it opened at and i'm on the chief side already then yeah, yeah it, it, i might be forced to make a play there it, it's i mean look if you are a 49ers backer i completely understand if you're telling me that if you feel like it's too square of a play or something like that to be playing over on christian mccaffrey rushing yards rushing plus receiving attempts uh even It's not. I just think it's more, it's more, uh, you know, side correlated, right? Like we're talking about what side are you on? I think if you are on the Niners, there is going to be still some success there probably. So I, I don't think, you know, if you're leaning that way, don't think you're crazy, but yeah, I'm with you, Matt. I think it's a stay away for me right now, but if that goes up to a number, yeah, if we're seeing, I mean, high 90s, 96 and a half, I'll be forced to come in on
3: it. Yeah, ever. I think if you want to play McCaffrey, another way you could look about it, and again, nine of my accounts so is just a forewarning, and in my account, but this is something I think you could look at. Longest rush, and, and mm. like it's set, it's set at 17 and a half right now. He played in 18 games. He got over that 11 different times, and if we believe that they're going to sell out to stop the run, it's probably also going to create a lane or two here and there somewhere along the way in which he's able to exploit and get there. I mean, if you look at his longs over the course of the season, again, his long rush is set at 17.5, 65, 51, 18, 27, 19, 27, 72, 26, 39, 39, and 25, He had two different games where his long rush was 16, so he's only a yard and a half off of where the line is sitting right now. I'm almost more tempted to go that direction with him and say, like, you know, maybe they bottle him up overall, but they're not going to keep him from getting kind of that one one thing where he breaks it open and finds kind of that crease, which it seems like he does almost every single game. Yeah,
4: and, you know, I'm not going to be playing, but if I was going to be betting anything McCaffrey over-wise, like you're talking about, it would be rushing plus receiving. It's just... I do, I do know that Shanahan's going to do everything he can to work McCaffrey into this game plan. I'm thinking like you. I'm hoping that the Chiefs are going to come out and make them beat them on the outside. But, you know, that's it's easier said than done, obviously. And we know this is the type of player uh, that, that he is going to look to get involved one
3: way or the other, whether it's running the ball or working him in the passing game. So Isaiah Pacheco, and this is a bet that... Do you? I, I, I don't care. It's, it's a Super Bowl. There's only two guys to bet on. I said, but I, I mean, it, it, I know we get kind of creeped out when everyone in the world is on mm-hmm. a bet that we're on. Less so in the Super Bowl, like I said. I mean, it's it, there's only two running. There's only two guys running the ball, basically. So you're two bell cows. This is not one of these teams that splits or anything like the Lions. So we're we know it's going to be ninety eight percent of the carries Pacheco, ninety eight percent of the carries with McCaffrey but I have not talked to a single person who's on an under for Pacheco. Yet, <laughs> me Kelly. Either. Everybody yeah, me either. <laughs> is on and over. Um, so I also over 65 and a half, I guess I should feel good that it's ticked up to where it has now. Um, I think we're sitting over at draft Kings. Yeah. I thought it moved up from this. Yeah. I'm think if we sit over at I think it's 67 draft Yeah, it is. Oh, it's come back down. Wow. It hit an under. OK, yeah, it was a 67 and a half yesterday. Someone did hit it under that. Yeah, so there we go. Someone <laughs> did play this thing under. So there it, it was it. 60. It was at 67 and a half yesterday. So it had gone up two yards. But now it's back to the, the opener at 65 and a half on Pacheco. But this plays into our handicap. And I can understand if someone wants to go in a different direction of this because they think that this handicap isn't. Valid and this isn't going to play out, right? But I mean, if you look, Pacheco averaged 69.9 yards over the course of the season. His median was 66, so it wasn't like some crazy outlier game blew up the average. I mean, 66 yards was his median yardage over the course of the year. That being said, he had a 23 low, but that was an eight carry game in the first game of the year. He had a 26 yard game, which was that weird 11 carry, weird loss to the Raiders, which everyone's pointing at where they turned their season around. He had 130 yards against the Bengals on 18 carries. And if you kind of go in and you look across the course of the season, they started to just trust him more. McKinnon gets hurt. I know McKinnon might might come back for this game, but I, I am less than worried about McKinnon siphoning off, syph- off carries. From yeah, yeah, The only thing I'd be concerned about is what games. Drew brought up, is the passing game situa- yeah. situation, where where
4: I do think there's a – I, I think there's an under the radar thing with McKinnon not being that. No, I feel like nobody's talking about that with him. And I'm not running to bet props because I'm not fully know what his health status is. We get in this two week period of the Super Bowl and it gets a little murky, uh, you know, with some of the injury reporting you, but you probably heard a bunch of reports of all these guys missing practices last week. Yeah. Well, they got two weeks to practice. So makes sense to let guys get a little bit of rest time. But yeah, as far as. Running the ball, I'm not worried about that. It would be only in the passing game. That I'd be more, more worried about that.
3: Yeah, and if you look, the 49ers defense, a 51% success rate against on rushes to the outside of the tackles this season. That was the third worst mark in the league the most successful package and most successful run that the chiefs did all season long was on runs outside of the tackle with Pacheco. I imagine they will lean on that a little bit more seeing the weakness that the 49ers have and all that chase young cannot defend the run at all. I mean, he's, he is absolutely terrible at defending the run. So for me, I also played Pacheco leading rusher in the game. And this also plays into my handicap in the game, which is, I'm on the Chiefs. If the Chiefs are ahead, I think that his he's sitting, you know, 16 and a half carries right now as the over/under. I think that 16 16 and a half carries becomes 18, 19, 20 carries. And if they're leading, and the 49ers do at some point in the fourth quarter have to get away from the run and go to throw in the ball, well, obviously that's going to take away some of McCaffrey's carries. The other thing that I that I can't get away from here, Kelly, and the reason that I played this Pacheco leading rusher in the game. We know at least twice that Debo's going to take two carries away mm-hmm. from McCaffrey. It's the Super Bowl. Could it be five carries for Debo? Like if, well,
4: if you know what I'm saying? Like, there's even a name listed on here that I, that I did that I that I bet it's not even on our graphic, and that would be Kyle Usechek for just over a half a rush, right? Yeah. It's but it's to your point. It's
3: it is you're talking about. No one's threatening Pacheco for carries, but exactly. there are guys yes. that are that are threatening McCaffrey for yeah. carries.
4: And you're gonna have a Super Bowl game plan that yes, all those plays that you've been sitting on for the whole year, that little trick plays or little special ones that you've dialed up, and we I, I bring up Usechek just. We've seen this with him before in Super Bowls, in playoffs, where there's well, a couple plays designed for him around the goal line or something like that. And, it, yes, there's nobody on the Kansas City side that you're really worried about doing that. I mean, it would be – it's it's only going to be if Pacheco needs a breather, right? He's going off to the side of the field. That's when you're seeing Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. That's when you're going to see maybe McKinnon in there. Uh, but it, it's, it's only
3: going to be those times. Yeah, I'm – I think Pacheco is just going to get nearly every single carry in this game. I mean, again, if they get down, sure he'll end up on the sideline, and it'll be it'll either be McKinnon or Claude Edwards-Alaire in there catching passes or something, but. I'm that's not the game state that I have that's not the game state that I that, that I projected and so I like the Pacheco overs I like Pacheco leading rusher in the in, in the game weirdly enough Pacheco has been the leading rusher in their playoff every single playoff game that they played and McCaffrey has not been in either one of their playoff games which is Ooh, interesting yeah, yeah. In, 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 in those playoff games and so for me that's kind of how I have it all breaking down if you wonder what this is sitting next to Kelly Bidlin there are novelty props that you can play as well they are full menu over on DraftKings, and we're going to put kelly to the to the test here because one of them is gatorade color and i'm just going to give you a blind taste test you're going to let us know which one should win just based off of flavor alone how about it you got it come on back here it is a number scale on tuesday
0: this is veason super week keep listening for analysis from some of the sharpest bettors in vegas